Next on BYU Sports Nation, the red cans are coming. Drastic times call for drastic measures. Breaking news that really is breaking BYU social media. A season overhaul on and off the field. What does BYU football need to do against Utah State to change the narrative of the 2017 season? Plus, Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick on what he would do to jumpstart the BYU offense in the bye week. He's caffeinated. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, September 21st, a day that will live in BYU infamy. (laughs) Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who is soon to be caffeinated, Jason Shepard. Spencer, life caffeinates me, Uh, but when it doesn't, now we can take care of it. Yes, we can. (laughs) If you haven't heard... (laughs) <laughs> it's happening. Those are the words from at BYU on the Twitter machine, the official Twitter account of Brigham Young University, Coca-Cola products, caffeinated soda, will be available on campus and at BYU athletic events. This is not a joke. This, yeah, this is not a joke. It is not April 1st. In fact, do you, should we? My friend, we toast caffeinated soda <laughs> publicly. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> that was almost bad. That was almost bad. No, 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 no. We saved it. No, no, no. We saved it from overflowing uh, onto the set. Uh, yes, my friend. There we go. Cheers. I mean, what? <laughs> ah, yes, Coca Cola. Do you feel? I, I don't know about you. I feel like a pioneer. I feel better. <laughs> like, like we're, like this has never happened before. <laughs> like, we are pioneers doing something for the very first time. It was announced this morning in the most simple of fashions. <laughs> BYU. And there you see it for those watching on TV, for those listening. Just the words. It's happening with a can of Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was, like, people are like, this isn't a joke, right? Like, this is serious, right? It's serious. It's happening. It has broken... <laughs> BYU social media. <laughs> That's all anybody wants to talk about. <laughs> it's great. Listen, when you need to jumpstart the BYU football season, I can't think of a better time to announce this news. <laughs> Was this like put in fast forward, I wonder, too? Like, oh, man, things are not going well. We, we need to reinvigorate the fan base. Okay, it's time. It's time. Let's pull out the caffeinated card. <laughs> Wait, are, the, are you saying... This? Yeah, the red red card, but in a good way. Uh, Will BYU be coming out with the blue coat cans? Is that going to happen? Yeah, I don't know if uh, they care that much. Yeah, probably not. Hashtag BYU is not Utah's rival. (laughs) (laughs) We've already got requests for Dr. Pepper. Well, hey, Pepsi, bring Pepsi on too. Look, beggars can't be choosers, right? Just take a small step and wait for things to develop. Just enjoy Enjoy it. Yes. Enjoy it. Okay. I would like to share a tweet with you <laughs> from at ZBlocks, Zach Bloxham, who said, if you had the parlay of, quote, in 2017, Donald Trump will be president and BYU will sell Coke on campus, 
Please return Biff's almanac. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and you work in Back to the Future. You can't go wrong. Oh, my god. You can't go wrong with that. Anyway, there are other things happening. Not that they will matter as much to you on this day. And trust me, we will have caffeine sprinkled all throughout this show. But we do need to discuss what's actually happening within BYU sports. And that takes us to our headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. We actually did discuss making this a headline. <laughs> we decided against it, but it was at least discussed. <laughs> headline number 1A. Yes. Jamal Williams could see more snaps for the Green Bay Packers. The Milwaukee Journal reports Green Bay is looking to reduce starting running back Ty Montgomery's heavy early season load. So, what does that mean for Jay Swag Daddy? Also, Jordan Leslie back in Cleveland after being signed to the Cleveland Browns practice squad. Ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball begins WCC play tonight on the road at Santa Clara. The Cougars have won three straight matches against the Broncos. The match will begin at 10 Eastern on the W.TV. BYU women's soccer takes on Utah Valley tomorrow night at Southfield. Former UVU head coach Brent Anderson now an assistant coach with BYU. This is the Anderson Redemption train game, or whatever you want to call it. The match can be watched live on BYU TV, 9 p.m. Eastern. And men's tennis begins its 2017-2018 season today in the Fall Classic right here at BYU. This is an inter-squad competition that will include all 10 of the BYU players. The competition begins at 5 Eastern and will continue through Saturday. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. A four-week narrative of BYU football, now with caffeine. (laughs) The national narrative of BYU football, let's face it, not in a good place. And that is only highlighted by our early edition of the Stat of the Day. It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. We referenced this on yesterday's show, but BYU is ranked 17th in the CBSSports.com bottom 25. Yes. Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports released his latest college football bottom 25 poll yesterday. And at number 17 compared BYU's offense to an inebriated youngling. (laughs) Yeah. Pat Forty compared BYU's start to the crash landing of a Navy SEAL skydiver into the end zone wall last Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium before kickoff against Wisconsin. Yikes. Brutal takes, but they're not alone on the national level. I mean, that's just scraping the service. In fact, BYU entered this week's CBS Sports rankings of all 130 FBS teams, Jason, at number 83. 83? Too high? Too low? I sent out a poll question yesterday just to gauge what BYU fans primarily think about where BYU deserves to be ranked. 68% of over 500 votes think BYU should be between 80 and 130. The majority agree with that national poll. That's what is surrounding BYU. That's the narrative from certain fans, from national media, about what this football team has done through the first month of the college football season. What does BYU have to do, beginning with Utah State, to change the narrative? Not just nationally, but even within the BYU sphere itself. As you mentioned, Spencer, 
BYU just needs to win. I mean, as we've seen, winning cures all, or at least gives everybody a little bit of breathing room. Beyond just winning, though, BYU and specifically the offense, they just need to play well. And it's not just to change the narrative. It's for the offense's own confidence. They need to see success. Success breeds more success. And to this point, it just hasn't happened consistently enough where they feel like it can be sustained. So, I mean, and let's be honest, the teams that BYU will be facing the rest of the season, with the exception of Mississippi State and Boise State, are not Wisconsin and LSU. There are ample opportunities for BYU to get right and change the perception of this team nationally and from its fan base. And if, there's time to do this. If caffeine won't help the, ca- the cause, then I don't know what will. Okay? We'll talk to Brian Billick coming up. The head coach of the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl champion team in the 2000 NFL season will tell us what he says to the BYU team when he puts his coach's cap on and how the Cougars can begin to change the narrative of the 2017 season. Let me ask you this, Jason. Right now, where would you rank BYU football nationally? From 1 to 130 in the FBS, where would you put the Cougars before the Utah State game? Yeah, I mean, I think I think 70s or 80s. I, th- I think that's about right. How much can BYU change that against Utah State? Let me give you some hypothetical scenarios. Okay, all right. Let's say BYU goes to Logan and wins by 14. Mm-hmm. 35-21. Okay, just ran 14. A, a convincing win, and right. the, the offense goes for 30-plus. How much does that change your overall ranking and narrative of BYU football? Um, that, see, that's an interesting question because one game is just one game. I, I don't know if it jumps up significantly in, in the numbers, in the ranking, but I think what it does more than, than you know, move up spots or whatever, I, that I think helps with the psyche of the team and the psyche of the fan base that just need a victory. Yes. And they, they want to see this team perform well. So if you're if in your scenario, if they're scoring 30 plus and winning by at least two touchdowns, I think that does more for the fan base than it does for the national perception right away. Okay. Perspective, and I could not agree more. There is nothing that BYU can do against Utah State that will change the overall national perception in any drastic way. Honestly, BYU could go up into Logan and win by 40, and it would only make people in the BYU sphere Mm -hmm. feel better. And it would help the confidence and the mojo going into an important game with Boise State in Provo the first week of October. But to be realistic, it doesn't matter what happens against Utah State. I can tell you, there there is more to lose than to gain in this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, there are two games on this schedule coming up in the next month that can change the national narrative. Yes. In fact, I am, I am willing to say that if BYU can win two games in a row and get back to 3-3 three and three with a win against Utah State and a win against Boise State, then just maybe the national riders back off a little bit because BYU has beat a program that is reputable and respected and right now in the top 40-ish of the 1 to 130 rankings. Boise State's a good team. For BYU to begin to change the narrative for those outside 
of the actual BYU Sports Nation sphere. They've got to win two games in a row, and one of those has to be Boise State. So let me ask you this question. Okay. How much, percentage-wise, how much do you think Kalani and the coaching staff care about what the national people say? Oh, they don't care. Exactly. But they, they are not, come on, they are not shielded completely to what the national writers say. That still bleeds in, it still leaks in a little bit. Yes. But ultimately, their concern is not to make the national media say no. nice things about BYU. No, but BYU fans care about that all No, lot. there's no question. The coaching staff, their whole point right now and their objective is to get this team playing well. They believe if they can get this team playing well and winning games, which again, we, it comes back to just winning, all of that other stuff takes care of itself. It's all about the product on the field. That's what they're worried about right Psychologically, now. Psychologically, does BYU have a chance? I mean, do they even believe that they can beat a team like Mississippi State if they don't win the next two games? I, well, I mean, I, I hope they do. But yes, the human yes. element is yes. very real. And yes. I want to believe that too. Oh, the belief will continue on no matter what. BYU, if they beat Utah State... And if, a huge if, they can hold on and continue the trend of the home team winning in that Boise State-BYU rivalry and get to 3-3, three and three, that will give them a distinct psychological boost and advantage. To think otherwise is short-sighted. What type of psychological advantage do you believe the news about caffeine has on this team? <laughs> I think it is a needed break. <laughs> Honestly, I do. Like, all attention has been drawn away from BYU football. <laughs> now to caffeinated soda available athletic events on the campus of Brigham Young University. Okay? So this is a get-out-of-jail-free card for a few days for BYU football. Yeah, I mean, this, it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun topic, and uh, it, it is our Twitter question. Uh, what caffeinated Coke beverage are you most excited to partake of at a BYU athletic yes, event? Yes, yes, we're asking this question. <laughs> uh, at Ryben3, Coke Zero Sugar. Isn't that a what, – if it's Coke Zero, should it have sugar? I don't Isn't know. Isn't it Coke Zero no sugar? Uh, yeah, or is it know. just – but anyway, Ben 3 says, Coke Zero Sugar, there is no question. Don't even act like there's a debate. It's on college game day for crying out loud. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> At Peyton Cram, Dr. Pepper for the win. I don't know that Dr. Pepper falls under the Coca-Cola I don't think it does. Umbrella. I, I, I don't think it does, yeah. So is that a separate contract? Can we get Dr. Pepper in on the mix? Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> Please? Anyone? Please, if I had my say, that would be the drink of choice. All right, coming up, more of your tweets on the caffeinated soda news sweeping the nation. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> it was also, sweeping. Brian Billick. What is he going to say to the BYU players if he were coached for a day to jumpstart the season? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hashtag Let's Get Caffeinated. <laughs> Women's soccer hosts UVU tomorrow night at Southfield. You can watch the Cougars battle the Wolverines at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio. Listen, this doesn't happen every day. <laughs> and so we are legitimately asking the following Twitter question. Which caffeinated Coke beverage are you most excited 
to partake of at a BYU athletic event. Roll your eyes all you want. You know you'll answer it. It's at, huge news, Spencer. Come yes, on. Yes, at CL underscore living says anything that would wake up the BYU offense. <laughs> Point at CL underscore living. Joining us now, Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning coach, BYU football alumnus, and NFL network analyst on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype. Follow him on Facebook and Twitter at Coach Billick. Coach, enormous news. What is your caffeinated soda of choice? Well, you, you are rocking my world right now. I can't. I mean, you talk about being born in the wrong century. I feel like, you know, what, what, where was this when I was at BYU 40 years ago? We needed this in the worst possible way. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big soda drinker. So just from the standpoint of soda, not necessarily because of the caffeine, but just the soda in general. And the idea of a bunch of caffeinated 20-year-olds running around the campus is is. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm concerned. <laughs> like only a coach can be. Well, uh, yeah. speaking of concerns, what was your takeaway from BYU's performance against Wisconsin? Well, it's first overmatched. You know, Wisconsin's a pretty darn good football team. Uh, BYU still clearly struggling with some inexperience, uh, a lack of explosiveness, and that's a tough one to get against, particularly the caliber of competition that they've had over the last few weeks. Uh, you know, it eases up a little bit, but I mean, Boise, Utah State, Boise, Michigan State, or Mississippi State is, is a top 20 team. So it's not like it uh, it changes dramatically. So I think the bye is at a good time right now for them to kind of regroup and figure out what they can do. Uh, among everything, it's how do we develop, how do we get more explosiveness in the game? Because clearly we're not going to be a team that's going to orchestrate 10, 12 play drives consistently during the course of the game. Drastic times call for drastic measures, whether it be caffeine or an overhaul of the season somehow, Coach. But if you were a BYU coach for a day, what would you say to this team right now? Well, right now, like I said, it's good time. You just got to take a deep breath and say, let's let's step back from this a little bit. We talked the last couple of weeks about you go to the tape and you show the players, look, we're we're – we're this just we're just this far away, whether it's mental errors, whether it's physical errors, which is a little bit different. I mean, the last thing you want to do is show a player tape of him just getting physically overwhelmed or beat. That's different than than if he's stepping with the wrong step, punching with the wrong arm, taking the long the wrong leverage. So it's those kind of mistakes, the things that you can affect as a coach. And and uh, you've got to be careful though, because you also what you typically hear, and it's true of, with any team that struggles. You hear coaches that will say, okay, we got to get back to basics. And that's true to a degree. Uh, the problem is, you know, what if you're basically wrong? I mean, you, 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 yeah, you got to get back to basics. You can't dummy down the offense to the point where it becomes too simplistic. I was talking to a defensive coordinator uh, in the NFL uh, that their biggest concern right now is that they brought themselves down defensively to, to enough base calls under the idea of, Okay, we're going to make sure we line up right and we're fundamentally sound, but now you're too predictable, and an NFL offense is going to pick that apart. So there's a fine line between getting back to those basics, those fundamentals. You can do certain things in practice, but becoming so basic that you become so predictable, you you bring about a different set of problems. You mentioned a moment ago that you thought the bye week was coming at a good time for BYU. Take us through, as a coach, how you approach a bye week when you're looking to improve or change things, how much 
can you do realistically in one week? Yeah, it's only so much. And it's a little different in the NFL because of the length of the season. And it depends where the buy comes from. You'd prefer for it to be later, you know, get a little healthier. You need that, you know, a chance to get uh, a little, uh, uh, get your legs back underneath you, so to speak. And, and at that point, you, you want to get away from the game a little bit. You want to give them the time away from the game. This is pretty early. So, yeah, you want to give them a little time away from the game. You want to come back and have some practices without wearing them out. Uh, a little more focused on some of those things you want to work on. We also usually use the time to flip it in terms of the defensive guys would scout the offense, and the offense would scout the defense so that you get a perspective, a more detailed perspective of, well, what are you seeing? Are there any tendencies? Uh, is there anything people are picking up on uh, that, that we're not seeing in our preparation? That, again, only goes so far, but you can go through those things as a couch. Uh, and I'm sure Coach Sataki is is very much focused on getting his, his team mentally in the right frame of mind. Physically, you know, again, they'll, they'll refresh fairly quickly. You don't want to wear them out. And then the key is you don't want to, in my opinion, you don't, you don't want to spend, some, because you have the extra time, spend too much time on the game plan for the next opponent. Because a game plan can get stale. So if you use an extra couple days to really get a jump on, on Utah State, um, by the time you get to Friday and Saturday, your team's kind of worn out on the game plan. It's become stale. So you want to be careful about that. Now it's one thing for an NFL team to face the Browns, the Chargers, and I don't know, the, the Rams back to back to back. But BYU essentially has gone through a stretch of facing the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Falcons. Uh, so how much of this, the struggle that BYU is facing is it due to three top 25 opponents, and how much is just playing on BYU? Yeah, I don't know. You tell me the percentages. I don't know that you can be that specific with it. Believe me, the players are aware of that. I know in the NFL, you look at the schedule, and, and what's the mantra in the NFL, really anywhere? It's just about this week. And I get that, but players don't live in a vacuum, and they watch the other games, and they they pull back and see the bigger picture and can recognize, you boy, that's, you know, you look at New Orleans and, and they get let up for 447 yards by Tom Brady. Don't think for a second they're not thinking, yeah, but that was Tom Brady. Okay, he's going to do that to a lot of people. Right. Not by way of an excuse, but a recognition. Let's give him his due. You know, that guy's pretty good. You got to be careful with that, though, because if you lull yourself into, okay, but now we're going to be okay. We're not playing Wisconsin. We're playing Utah State. Um, you got to be careful with that because you never want to underestimate an opponent. And then if it doesn't go well, then where are you? Now you've left, you know, you've given yourself an out and, and it's and it's not adequate. It, it doesn't answer the question. So, yeah, you, you, we're going to hear a lot of, hey, we're just all about the next team. And no, we don't devalue anybody. And we haven't earned the right to overlook anybody, that type of thing you hear in the NFL all the time. Uh, but clearly, as a coach, even though you're all about this week, you do have the bigger picture sometimes as to how you're moving along during the course of the season. Brian Billick joining us here on BYU Sports Nation, and that is a perfect segue into my next question. What do you expect from BYU against Utah State, which, again, not a pushover, but a, a team that BYU should beat? Yeah, I think the matchups will be will, will be better than maybe they've seen in the last little bit. What you're looking for is that increased efficiency as you have the matchups. I mean, I, I've I've said it many times. I may have even visited with you guys about a, uh, uh, Mike Robinson, my partner on, on game day first for all those years when I was doing the Sunday show with Mike, 
former fullback for the Seattle Seahawks and always had his favorite saying is this is a game of, of Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. And, and ultimately it is. I mean, it does, does come down to the physical matchups. So you got to see where those matchups favor you, uh, press those advantages, and it, it just at the right time that if you can play a good game and show those matchups to show your team, yeah, we are capable of being a good team. You know, and, and we're going to take it on the field the next week against Boise State and then against a very good uh, Mississippi State team. And, and we'll see where those matchups are. So, uh, yeah, it always, this game at the end of the day always does come down to the players. And But you want to give your players that sense of hope. You never want to reduce the wins and losses or particularly the losses to just being we're just not good enough because now you've removed all hope from your team. In the NFL, three sacks and a forced fumble in a Monday night primetime win for the Detroit Lions from Ziggy Ansah. Coach, what is the ceiling for Ziggy? Yeah, I don't know that we've seen it. It's huge. I think we've talked about it before. He's still really relatively a neophyte to the game. I'll go back to Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours for those that are familiar with. I don't know that Ziggy's had his 10,000 hours yet, which is scary as to how good this guy can be. Uh, because he has, he plays the proverbial. He's he plays long, which is basically NFL speak for he can get off the edge, has long arms, and can do you know do those things with leverage. He's building his game, uh, his full repertoire of inside outside power moves. He's showing an increased understanding of the game, of the people and the relationships around him. And so uh, yeah, he's he's getting to the point where this guy could be clearly on on track for a, a double digit sack guy uh vic beasley got hurt down in atlanta uh and so the the number of people that could truly be that kind of guy ziggy could get into that category and uh you know certainly on pace for it it's hard to you know it's you're not going to anticipate him staying on this pace that's a lot uh but they've played some pretty good opponents they've got some good ones coming up uh particularly you know detroit needs this if if they're going to beat atlanta atlanta's pretty good football team so they're going to need a big game by Ziggy Ansa. I know Jason wants you to say the Kansas City Chiefs, but who's the best team in the NFL after two weeks? <laughs> well, it's after two weeks. It's, it's amazing the conversation we're going to have to answer that question at the quarter mark versus the halfway mark versus the three-quarter versus the end of the year are going to be dramatically different. Right now, based on what they've done, uh, the explosiveness they've shown, uh, yeah, it's hard not to say the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Oakland Raiders. I think the AFC West. Right now, I mean, Denver leads the league in rushing. God, who would have thought that? Um, so I think the best – you could see three teams in, in the playoffs from the AFC. Um, obviously, the Atlanta Falcons show that they're for real. Uh, we've seen some chinks in the armor. The Dallas Cowboys, a team that was supposed to be on that edge. So, yeah, we have a lot of undefeated teams right now, but Kansas City certainly has a lot of ammunition if you want to have that conversation sitting down over a Coke and deciding who the best team is. <laughs> This is the best day ever for Jason Shepard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a Chiefs fan, you've just made my day. I mean, that's I just that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Coach, what's uh, next for you this week in the broadcast arena? Well, I uh, just finished my show on uh, NFL Network uh, yesterday, at, uh, we, every week on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock, uh, Playbook, which I hope people will partake in. Today I'm going to be doing what they call Thursday Night Football First Look. It's on from noon to uh, 2, I think, West Coast time basically running through the Thursday night game and some of the other things going on. I do that with Andrew Siciliano. So just talking all things football in the middle of the week on a Wednesday and Thursday. All right. If some Brian Bilk is good, more is better. Mark it down. Coach, always great to talk to you. We appreciate the insight. All right, guys. Talk to you next week.
Brian Billick on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You heard it from him. Chiefs, best team in the NFL. And he said it will be for the remainder of the year. He didn't say that. I just said that. You have forgotten everything else he said about <laughs> BYU football because he mentioned your Kansas City Chiefs. And I appreciate you asking that question. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's make the greatest day ever a little bit better for Jason Shepard, right? That's right. Your, your Chiefs red on a Coca-Cola can. It's the only time it's, uh, it's okay. It's the only time it's okay well, to have Cardinals. red in this studio yeah. is on a Coca-Cola can? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let it be decreed. Officially in Studio B. Proclamation. Yes. What caffeinated Coke beverage are you most excited to partake of at a BYU athletic event? At Jake R. Kemp says, I just want to win two football games. BYU can start selling baby unicorns on campus. I wouldn't be any more happy unless the team starts winning. They sold those. I'd buy one. BYU track and field coach coming up. Also Olympian Ed Eyestone. He'll stop by Studio B to discuss performance number one from two top ten teams. Plus, caffeine on campus at BYU. The red cans are coming. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. I hope that you have downloaded the podcast while you enjoy your caffeinated beverage. Hey, and by the way, if you are one of over 97,000, you heard me, 97,000 listeners who downloaded the BYU Sports Nation podcast in August, first of all, thank you. If not, you can subscribe today to the BYU Sports Nation podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are available. Refreshing. And that is so refreshing word for today. Yes, so refreshing. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Caffeinated. Yes, caffeinated soda is available on campus at BYU. Headline 1B. Jamal Williams could see more snaps after the Milwaukee Journal reports Green Bay is looking to reduce starting running back Ty Montgomery's heavy load early in the season. Also, Jordan Leslie, after sleeping on a couch in Chicago for two weeks, not a joke, back in Cleveland with the Browns on the practice squad. Good for Jordan. Absolutely. Ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball begins West Coast Conference play tonight on the road at Santa Clara. Cougars have won three straight against the Broncos. You can catch, out, catch the match tonight on the W.TV at 10 Eastern time. BYU women's soccer hosting Utah Valley tomorrow night at Southfield. Former UVU head coach Brent Anderson now on the bench for BYU as an assistant. The match live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Men's tennis begins its 2017-2018 season today in the Fall Classic at BYU. This is an intra-squad competition that will include all 10 of the BYU players. That competition will begin at 5 Eastern and will continue through Saturday. Coca-Cola, my friends, on campus in Provo. It only took two words for Brigham Young University to change history. It's happening, accompanied by a picture of a cold Coca-Cola. Now that is how you Twitter correctly. Yes. And that takes us to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Which caffeinated Coke beverage are you most excited to partake of at a BYU athletic event? I can't believe I'm asking this question. Seriously. Hashtag rapture. (laughs) At Hardy Meredith. Must be a bye week with this Twitter question. Ha ha. Coke. Always Coke. Caffeine for all. Wow, I like it. Uh, I like this one. At Holiday BYU. Coke school equals equals Coke products. I'd say Cherry Coke or Pib Extra. But I'm a Dr. Pepper fan at heart. Now, that brings up an interesting conversation. Whenever you go to a restaurant, it's like, I'll take a Dr. Pepper. Is Mr. Pibb okay? For a lot of people, that is not okay. 
That's the worst thing ever. Like, no, no, Mr. Pibb is not okay. I'll take a Dr. Pepper. But we can't, we can't. You guys, you guys. Not celebrate what actually is happening today. Do not complain about a good thing here, okay? (laughs) Don't be that person, okay? This is a great day. This is a glorious day. At Bouchard 31 says, When this season couldn't get any worse, BYU goes and totally redeems itself. And that tweet may or may not have included a Harry... <laughs> What's his last name in Dumb and Dumber? Uh, um, Harry Dunn Harry and Dunn, Lloyd Christmas. Yes. And Lloyd Christmas gift with it. Yes. Very nicely played. Jason, you can't stop what's happening. You cannot stop. Uh, at uh, RG55, maybe caffeine will infuse some enthusiasm into the football team. Ah, uh, yes. If I had a nickel for every tweet I have had in <laughs> reference to waking up the BYU football offense. Listen, persecutions may rage, mobs may combine, <laughs> armies may assemble. Sounds familiar. The caffeine is happening in Provo, Utah. You cannot stop it. At Craigfield 01, well, this is the best thing that has happened all season. Not much to cheer about thus far. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Does the, we're talking about, in, in, uh, to begin the show, we we're talking about changing the narrative. Does this change the narrative? Absolutely this it is, does. Because <laughs> I, I just did a quick, like, just Google search of, of BYU caffeinated drinks. And the stories about this from all across the country, I mean, it's crazy. No, it's not just BYU, okay? Dr. Saturday from Yahoo, <laughs> like all of these national writers. Brand for Schilla? They're all chiming in because it is a thing, okay? <laughs> so just embrace it and love it. Oh, we'll love it. There's no question about that. Also, does this have anything to do with uh, the almighty dollar? I'll let you decide on that. <laughs> Hashtag supply and demand, right? Don't complain about this, people. <laughs> so help me if, if somebody ruins this. <laughs> At Nagao... What, how, I don't even know how to say this. It's Nagao... Just spell it. Nagao Kakyo? One? Okay, I'm sure this is a Japanese word. Gotta be classic Coke. Full caffeine, full sugar. Going for the brass ring. A lot of people like Coke Zero or Coke... Well, zero no sugar or Coke Zero sugar is that really a thing? I, I don't like that know. seems counterproductive. If it's Coke Zero, you wouldn't think there would be sugar in it. Indeed. And if here's the deal, if I'm going to drink a soda, I'm drinking a fully loaded soda. You know what I mean? Like it's going to have sugar. It's uh, what's the point if you're not? As this, it's the way I feel about I it. I couldn't agree more. All right, coming up. In the whip, which team is beginning conference play tonight on the uh, road? Yes, and we have some homies on the PGA Tour about to tee it up. Also, Ed Stone, Olympian, track and field coach on BYU Sports Nation. What did he think about the first performance for this year's top 10 team? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Raise a Coca-Cola, Jason. Thank you. We are live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including our interview with Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick. How would he go about fixing the BYU issues during the bye week before Utah State? It is fascinating to hear an NFL coach dive into the X's and O's and the psychology of what you say to your team to get him jump-started. Yeah, he's great. He's always great. You want to make sure you check out the uh, the full interview on the podcast. 
Women's soccer will be in action tomorrow night hosting UVU at Southfield. That match will get underway at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio. Which caffeinated Coke beverage are you most excited to partake of at BYU in an athletic event at Cougar Wire? says BYU has already won big on their bye week. Hey. Hashtag there is demand. Hey, we, we hear win the bye week. Just win the bye. They won the bye week. It happened. It, it, it's happening. Now it happened. <laughs> yes. yes. Coke is on campus. It is on campus, and it's in <laughs> Studio B, uh, as was so aptly pointed out uh, by one of our Twitter followers moments ago. Uh, at Melman Mark, welcome to the most jacked-up episode of BYU Sports Nation ever. Yeah, well, there's some truth to that for sure. <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B is the head coach of BYU Track and Field and Cross and, cut, cross and Country. Uh, cross or just cross country. Cross country. What, whatever yes, you want to say. We, yeah, the okay. caffeine's messing with me, Ed. <laughs> Ed Eyestone, Olympian in Studio B. Coach, this is a this is a day that everybody will remember. Is this a sports show or is this an hour long uh, Coke commercial? Please. <laughs> I mean, are we getting are we getting some some kickback from Coca Cola on this? <laughs> Something. I'm a cherry Coke guy. I, I want to have that out there right there. Okay. And it's nice now that uh, I guess we don't have to smuggle the caffeinated Coke onto campus because I know that there are a number of co- coaches that do enjoy uh, the occasional beverage. But um, you had a good story though about about Coke though. Well, actually, yeah, as a marathoner, uh, that was my drink of preference during the race. We, you, we would get Coca-Cola. You would dilute it half strength, so you cut it 50% water, 50% Coca-Cola. Make sure all the bubbles are out. The carbonation uh, would be out. Uh, and then we would t- drink that during the actual marathons. And uh, when it's cut half strength, it's like 6% carbohydrate solution, which is the ideal yeah, amount. <laughs> and then you had the caffeine to give you a little boost over the last six or so miles. And uh, Coke syrup also has uh, kind of a, a anti-nausea sort of effect that, that sick people will often take. So there you have it, the perfect sports drink, uh, Coca-Cola cut half strength. How did you learn about this? Uh, just through being a running geek, probably. <laughs> uh, Frank, Frank Shorter, actually, who predated me by about 20 years in the Olympics in 72, that's what he used in uh, the Munich Olympics. And I used it in both Seoul, Korea in 88 and 92 in Barcelona. And I think there are still some old school guys out there using the same thing. Thing. Really? So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Okay, this is a game changer for BYU <laughs> track and field. I want to try it. I just want to see what what like half solution is. Well, and then you drink it flat, so you don't have the bubbles. Okay, and, uh, and but it goes down well, at least uh, at mile twenty. <laughs> Coach, there is zero chance I'm at mile twenty. Okay. I'm just telling right. you that right, right now. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Coach, you recently promoted. One of our favorite outspoken characters in the uh, coaching race at BYU, Dilji Taylor, to associate head women's cross-country coach and assistant track and field coach. What does this do for the team, and why did you feel like now was the time to do that? Well, I, I think she needed to be rewarded for the awesome work that she did last year. You know, she took our, our Lady Cougs and uh, got them top ten uh, in the country at the national meet. And, you know, when I hired her, I knew she was very, very good. Um, and I, I think the fact that they finished in the top 10 and she continues to run the program, this is, you know, she runs the, the women's cross country program independent of what I'm doing on the guy's side. So I thought her title should reflect that, you know, she's not really my assistant, uh, you know, that I'm overseeing and, uh, every move that she makes, she's running her own show and she needs to have the title that reflects that. 
the team's already been in action. Uh, what were your takeaways from the, the first meet? Yeah, well, my first takeaway was we had an awesome group of supporters out on the East Bay Golf Course awesome. uh, this last week. We had probably, uh, we also had a high school event as part of it. So we had, uh, I think, uh, over 15, maybe close to 2,000, I think, uh, runners that we had out on the course. Wow. Uh, high school and college college in addition and uh, just great support from the community um, the teams came out to support us our, our, our track track runners came out to support the cross-country uh, runners and uh, the men's team looked uh, really good I think we had a, a fairly dominant showing uh, which we should uh, as we are currently ranked number six in the country and then our women's team uh, met a really feisty Utah State team and and battled it out throughout and got a little ed- got edged out by Utah State at the end and I think Coach Taylor, I think it was the thing that Coach Taylor uh, needed at this point in time because she was able to fire the two troops up. And I know they've been out running really hard. This yeah, I was going to say, she didn't uh, exactly skip around the issue there. She, she was fired up. <laughs> and and she has lit the fire under her girls to to not let well, that happen. Well, well, they they have a very good women's team as well, and I think uh, their women's team is ranked in the top. Uh, uh, let's see, I think top fifteen, um, uh, or actually currently, I think they're in the top twelve, and so. Um, you know, they will run better next time. And actually, if you're going to have a hiccup, it's best to have it, as we know, uh, early in the yeah, season sure. than late in the season. Because our, our sport uh, does not come down to ranking, ultimately. It comes down to how well you run on November the 18th, because all the best teams will be gathered there. So uh, you could theoretically be ranked out of the top 30, have a banner day, and win the whole thing. What do you do during a competition? Like, what is your schedule like? Where do you place yourself? Like, besides drinking cherry Coke. Yes, besides uh, the cherry Coke no, in your hand. Just kidding. All right, continuing on with the theme of the Coca-Cola commercial. Right, we had gone 30 seconds without actually talking about it. Uh, uh, no, well, yeah, once the gun goes off, uh, generally we'll come up with a game plan that we want to execute as a team. And then once the gun goes off, we are out on the course uh, trying to make ourselves heard, but there's really not a whole lot you can do. You can't call a timeout in the <laughs> middle of a cross-country race. And so, uh, you, but, you know, you have faith in, in the leaders on your team and your team in general that they are going to execute it. Uh, your team captains come into play a little bit. But, again, there's not a lot of talking other than encouragement. And hopefully uh, if the plan is to run up as a pack and you have a, maybe four guys up front and then three that are going to bring it in, uh, then they, they know how to do that. And then we sometimes can give some information out as how things are going. But uh, by and large, we become cheerleaders. We might as well have pom-poms at that sure, point in time sure. once the gun goes off. You have spotters on the course telling you who's where and what's happening? Yeah, d- depending on the course, we can cover maybe a, a few of the, the points ourselves. Sometimes there are teams that will have little radios out there and be talking back and forth. But uh, at that point in time, it's all just kind of informational anyway. There's not a whole lot. You know, once the first cannon fires, you know, then war is imminent and you, you execute a battle plan. With the season officially underway, what are your expectations? What do you think is possible this year? You know what? We have one of our best, if not the best, at least on paper teams on the men's side that we have had in the, I guess, 17, 18 years that I've been here. So we're very excited. And and those teams have been, you know, I've had a a couple of podium teams, top four teams in the country. Um, I think as, um, you know, as a team, I think we definitely want to do as well as we've ever done before, and that would put us on the podium and and certainly would like to be high on the podium. Rory Linkletter is uh, one of the guys that leads the troops for you. What is Rory like personality-wise on the day of a race? 
Um, well, he's focused. Uh, he, as you know, he's kind of a high energy. He doesn't really need caffeine in yeah. his system because he's, <laughs> not a, the natural. he's a highly caffeinated individual uh, who's uh, supremely confident in his ability and the things that he can do. Uh, on race day, he's focused and also letting his teammates uh, know that, you know, we can do this, we can get this done. Um, and it's fun to watch him once the gun goes off as well because he, he has a good intuitive way of putting himself in the position that he needs to be so that ultimately he can have a great outcome. Yeah, he finished second in the 10,000 meters of the NCAA championships, and then all of a sudden I see him running in jeans on uh, social media and things like that. He is a world record holder in the, uh, in the jean mile, I believe. <laughs> and, and he did that at altitude without a caffeinated beverage, so uh, it's all good. All right, this, this is something that fascinates me. And especially in sports where you're by yourself and it's just you and your sheer will. As somebody who's done this, what are you thinking about while you're competing? What, what occupies your mind? How do you keep your mind from wandering? What are you focusing on? Well, I mean, what, what these guys are running, uh, which is 8K and 10K, so, you know, five-mile and six-mile races, it's really not that much of a solo endeavor. You know, you may be referring more to the marathons and whatnot, but what they are running in, generally, there'll be a pack, particularly uh, on the upper end of things where uh, my team is this year. There's going to be a, a pack of very highly motivated individuals, great athletes that they're going to be, you know, duking it out with. And so at any given time, you're just uh, t- kind of taking an internal assessment of how you're feeling at any given pace at any given moment you know if you're running if you're redlining and it's two miles into a six mile race then you know okay we've got to ratchet back the throttle a little bit because this isn't going to hold up you're also assessing how uh your opponents are looking and going that guy's breathing pretty hard right now maybe he's on the ropes maybe if i put a little push in on this hill i can get a little distance open up a little distance and continue to push 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 until he is broken yeah the psychological battle Yeah, that fascinates me. Really fun. That fascinates me. You know, a lot of times, one guy once said, "You know, what's it like to coach a a sport that's really a non-athletic sport? Really, um, endurance athletics is sometimes the most physical." type of sport you can have because you're running with this other person and you're literally depending on well not literally I guess but depending on the moves that you put in you're reaching into his heart into his chest and squeezing his heart a little bit and saying can you match this pace that I'm going right now so it can be very personal and it can be very physical because what you're uh, asking your opponent to do is okay match this let's see if your cardiovascular system can match this let's see if your heart can beat a little faster without exploding (laughs) I wonder if anybody I wonder if anybody else just had a visual of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, That was by the way. amazing. That was amazing, Ed. And we usually do it without Captain <laughs> That was great. Coach, let's give you some karma for the rest of the season. Appreciate it. Much obliged. I would love uh, to have some. Man, that was a fantastic interview. Thank you. Thank you for caffeinating our spirits. Best of luck to you guys. <laughs> what caffeinated Coke beverage are you most excited to partake of at a BYU athletic event? Something that is going to go into the heart of your opponent and squeeze it and crush their soul. Hey, coming up, could Jamal Williams be getting a larger role in Green Bay? I hope so, because he deserves it. Also, guys on the PGA Tour, get going. Find out who and where. They got to earn that money. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Brian Billick, NFL Super Bowl champion coach, Olympian Ed Eyestone, and the Coca-Cola Polar Bear.
If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey, coming up on tomorrow's show, Dennis Pitta will join us from London. And with that in mind, let's whip it, governor. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. I hate myself. Jamal Williams could see more snaps after the Milwaukee Journal reports Green Bay is looking to reduce starting running back Ty Montgomery's workload. We'll see what that means for Jamal. Also, Jordan Leslie back in the NFL. He's in Cleveland after being signed to the Cleveland Browns practice squad. Volleyball. Governor. Ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball begins West Coast Conference play tonight at Santa Clara. The Cougars have won three straight against the Broncos. They've won a bunch of matches to get to the Sweet 16 five in a row. I don't expect any different. 10 Eastern on the W.TV. Soccer. BYU plays UVU tomorrow night at Southfield. Former UVU head coach Brent Anderson now an assistant with the Cougars. The match can be seen at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Tennis. The Cougars begin the 2017-18 season today in the Fall Classic at BYU. Intra-squad competition that will include all 10 of the BYU players. Starts at 5 Eastern and will continue through Saturday. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair tee off this afternoon at the DAP Championship or DAP Championship on the Web.com Tour. Did anybody even hear that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised I can even whisper with all the caffeine I have in my system. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to BYU. Yes! Yes! You did it. You recognized the demand and you delivered. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you from all of us across BYU Sports Nation. Which caffeinated Coke beverage are you most excited to partake of at a BYU athletic event? Our elite tweet of the day from at PJ Morgan. A comment on Facebook. Choose the Sprite when the Coke is placed before you. No! Well done. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN show. Always on demand, BYUSN.com. I will choose the Coke. PJ, audio podcast on iTunes. Yes, chug, 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 chug. <laughs> For Jason, I'm Spencer. <laughs> Shout out to Coke lovers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>